Today is August 2nd. We are recapping the trade deadline and the state of the Yankees with the manager of the Yankees, Aaron Boone. Let's do it. Let's talk some Yanks. Talking Yanks with old John Boyd. Hello and welcome to Talking Yanks, episode number 939. My name is Jimmy, his name is Jake, BBD in the corner, brought to you by SeatGeek, and the trade deadline came and went, and boy, did it come and go, like a quick breeze. Jake, how are you? James, Davis, how's everyone doing? Recovering as Yankee fans. Um, I'm okay, I don't know. I, uh, I, I think someone... Someone had the had a tweet that got to me last night that it was, I'm Joe's McFly on the inside, the screaming, and this is crazy, this is insanity, what are we doing, how can we think this is okay, this is madness. But on the outside, I was Kyle Higashioka. I was just kind of like frozen. I was like broken to the world. I, you want, I'll do this quick and I'll send it back, man. I left my normal train that I take home, wasn't running. So I hopped on another train that got me like a little closer. And then I just walked around the city for like 10 minutes. A couple of people said hi and they were like, sup with the Yanks, dude. I was like, I don't know, man. Uh, and then I got another trade and I was just walking around like an NPC, like not real character because it kind of broke me. So how are you? I'm all right. I mean, I it, it just, you just know the team so well. Like I just, I did Cashman's press conference for him mm. after the deadline. I said, I, I said, this is what he's going to say, and word for word, that's like basically what he said, that uh, we believe in what we got. The prices were ridiculous. We, uh, we're not going to get rid of our talent for that. Uh, this is what we got to do to win. Like, it's like, we're, what did Cashman say? He said, obviously, we're all in. Yeah. No. <laughs> zero, most zero obvious that I've ever seen. Doesn't feel obvious to us. Obviously, No. So, but that's how delusional I think they are. They think they're all in. Anyway, the clip for people, we did tweet out two types of fans, and like we, they mashed up the Joes yeah. and Higgy. Just for anyone that hasn't heard those yet. I, just, I swear doing nothing is crazy. I am losing my mind right now. I don't really have a ton of emotions, so <laughs> this would be my mood even if we got, like, Otani. And I, and I hope people know that's not that's not a shot at Higgy at all. He's literally that's who he no, that's is. One of the most he's one of the most in tap with his emotions people that I've ever seen. But he just doesn't have them. Higgy the knows know thyself. Higgy knows himself. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm Joe's on the in. I mean, I'm Joe's. About I just saw it coming for for so long ago. Right, and that's that just like Jesus Christ. Yeah. My my Tommy John statement of the episode, because Tommy John is a statement in and of itself. Men's underwear. I'm wearing them right now. I'll pop up at the end. I'll you show ever call them underoos? I do call them underoos. You know that. 
Uh, it's kind of like a combination of kangaroos, dunkaroos, and underwear. Tommy John, they have dozens of comfort innovations, breathable, lightweight. Uh, can I tell you something that's different with them? They've got a little pouch there for your ham and biscuits. You whip it out. Excuse me? So you can whip it out when you pee? Are you gonna whip You don't gotta, like, uh, you know, pull the boxers down to pee. You just go right through the pouch. Tommy John's are my go-to. They're my numero uno. I'm trying to have them sweep over the whole company. I'm having to try and sweep over all of us, our whole John Boy Media community, because you will get 20% off your first order right now at TommyJohn.com slash Yanks. 20% off. TommyJohn.com slash Yanks. I'm going to be honest with you. These are nice underwear. They were my, like, one pair, my go-to every week. I just loaded up. It's a Tommy John life for me. You should, too. Go get yourself some Tommy John underwear. It's programming update. We're pushing sharp stats till tomorrow's episode. We'll be recapping this Rays series tomorrow morning at around 9.30 in the morning. And since you don't want to do the full recap, we're going to do... Katie did send in sharp stats, pushing that so this can be pretty much just kind of tr- deadline and and the Boone conversation episode. And we have some questions planned for Boone. It is very tough because he he's not Cashman, he's not the front right. office, um, and he I'm sh- I would hope he is Joe's inside. That's what I would like. Right. Like because if Boone thinks they're a winner, right? Which I think he does. I think he thinks they're two games out and they can go and add pieces. I don't think he's lying when in his confidence. Then you add. Any any team would want to add. Yeah. Any manager wants to get better. Right. Unless they are there for the long haul and they know like, hey, you know, right. I'm I if I, like like Brandon Hyde being part of this Orioles winning team is awesome because usually they kick those managers out and they're like, all right, now that we're winning, we're gonna go get this guy. Uh, like the yeah. Rangers with Woodward and uh, uh, Padres with Tingler and uh, all these upstart managers. But, yeah, managers want to get better. So I, I would hope Boone is like Joe's on the inside, but then he can't really right. he, he's do like that on the outside. He's paid to not do that on the outside. So. Yeah, and I, So I, it's, it's going to be an interesting line of questioning and, and conversations with him to see how he talks about this. Yeah, and I, nonsense. I think the only thing that I, I really want out there uh, – with the people, uh, just kind of, you know, the emotions of the trade deadline last we checked in with you was what Sunday afternoon, Sunday night, when did Sunday a, night, it was the night. Sunday night baseball. Right. Um, and they didn't play judge and that might come up. I don't know. Um, <sighs> but, uh, for me, you know, I, I'd, I'd been on kind of the soft buy plan. The Padres ended up doing it at the, this year's deadline. They brought in, G-Man Choi, Garrett Cooper, Rich Hill, uh, Barlow from the Royals. Like, they added a lot of s- small pieces to try to change up their chemicals a little bit to try to get the good juice going because they're already deeply rooted and invested in what they've been in. As I approached the night before the deadline, I said the one thing you couldn't do. If you still wanted to soft buy and tell yourselves, you know, you've got 300 mil invested in this team, so let's... Let's tweak some clear weaknesses. The lineup, the lineup, the lineup. What has been the weakness? If, if this was a normal Yankees lineup, I mean, it's probably a good team. Like, some of, a lot of the pitching numbers are okay at worst. Some of them are still good. They couldn't sit on their hands. I was so fine if they traded away Bader and Seve. And, because the thing I kept running into was, you know, if the Yankees, if 
if they were going to trade away the two guys that were keeping them afloat, like for a couple weeks there was a Glaber camp that was like, you can't trade Glaber. He's the only guy hitting. Well, it's protecting judge. That's how you have value. Um, and by the way, he's gone on like a one for 18. Bader hasn't hit for a month. Like, so I just needed different baseball players to play baseball, whether they're veterans or kids. You needed different baseball players because it's the worst Yankees lineup yeah. all time. And they did not. They added a middle reliever. That's that, and that, that was what uh, I, that's what I was saying two weeks ago is I don't care what the return is. Just change it up. Tell me, tell me, something. tell me you're going to like go into next year. They're not. The right. quotes are, and what I projected are, we believe that this is just underperformance from a roster that should perform. Right. And this year is a fluke and we're going to run it back. And it just, some of it doesn't make sense, man. Like Billy McKinney was a shot of life, but like what, what does that mean for future Yankee teams or even this year? Like it's. Like we it's we would have put him on the Phillies. We would have heavily criticized the move if they you know gave up some asset, whatever it is, for a rental like Candelario or something. But at, at least I would understand. All right, they're going for it this year. I I understand their thought process on that. Yeah. Would have disagreed with it, but yeah, this is fight. not even that. Cashman had a crazy quote about um, Spencer Howard. Spencer Howard, they got at the deadline because... They got DFA'd by Texas. Because Texas DFA'd him because they picked up people. Um, So Cashman said we saw uh, Spencer get DFA'd like on the waiver wire. So we were very aggressive there, knowing to add. Oh, very aggressive. Very aggressive. With relief pitching. So we added him and sent him to Scranton. And we were very aggressive. That was was it. I was like, what? That was real. What? Don't play that move off like aggressive. Yeah. Like you, that's like, and this is very rude to Spencer Howard. I don't mean it this way, but that's like saying you um, uh, enjoyed the dinner when you were the dog licking the crumbs up that fell down. Right. Like you weren't even at the party. Right. Yeah. We aggressively uh, like, okay, you just went and ate garbage. You came late and there were still some rolls out. Yeah. You grabbed one and it was a great roll that you yeah. went into. Uh, no, nobody way. else was there role, for that. And Keenan Middleton, they um, might be into it. I feel bad for him, uh, right? Like, yeah, I felt bad. My I mean, he might be happy that he gets picked up. He's out of out of Chicago, and he's on the team next year. But like, I just feel bad because like, what he represents is terrible, and it's not yeah. him. It's just like the fact that he he is the guy they did nothing for. Yeah, you know we 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 have a lot of we have a lot of good people around John Boy Media. One of them is. Hoodie Glaber. He's just like a sweet boy. Mm. Just a nice kid. Um, and he replied to the Yankees graphic because it's Keenan Middleton and Spencer Howard. And he was just like, LOL, this is going to go down as an all-time graphic. <laughs> and it's, oh, it's yeah. rude to those guys. It's going to be but using a lot of stuff. That is. That's like the 2013 Cause, lineup. Because we talked about Juan Soto again. And we talked about anything. Did you see the report that the Yankees ah. sent... Did you see the report the Yankees sent their top scout to San Diego? Yes. To scout Juan Soto? What a waste of that guy's time. Here's the scouting scout report. Whatever they would tr- Future Hall of Famer, left-handed, plays mediocre defense. Some years it's graded okay. You could have sent me, like... What'd they well, just learn? watch the film. You could have... 
Look at the savant numbers. You didn't know who Soto was? I don't know. Did they need the scouting on Gary Sanchez? They're hoping for haters. Using the the number one scout to go check out sure things is a wildly awesome job for the number one scout. His track record has got to be unbeatable. I mean, that... Hey, Cash, my report. Soto, worth getting. What's the... uh, Actually, they had a bad scouting report on Harper, so maybe that guy hmm. botched it a while ago. That's the... Um, Did you see the quote about Harper? I'm not the biggest oh. eyewash. I've seen a lot that's, of old quotes about Harper. That's sneaky, I think, all-time eyewash. We sent our number one scout to see Soto. Think about that. I think that's heroic levels of eyewash. Our guy was on it. I don't know if they, like they, yeah, they just said they went to San Diego, but yeah. And you know, uh, they got this power hitting catcher. Maybe we should trade for him. Before we talk to, Scary. before we talk, before we go to Boone, one more thing. I talked about this with Joe just around the office. Someone on Reddit, the Go ML Stick, posted an SNY article from 2019 when they passed on Harper. And one of the reasons Cashman gives for passing on Harper is unbelievable. Okay. Okay. Want to hear it? Yes. Um, concerns about Harper's defense and his offensive inconsistency. Okay, those are two. Third one, didn't love the sense of inevitability, inevitability that had developed linking him to them. Hmm. Hmm. First reason is, is offense. Second reason is defense. Third reason is everyone just said we were going to get him, hmm. and fuck that. Yeah. We don't want to hmm. do what people hmm. want. Yeah. No way. No way that was voiced. 26-year-old Bryce Harper. Whether that was something he thought would play well but didn't actually matter internally or whether that mattered internally and he knew it was going to play poorly, why would you? Basically, that's saying. Everyone said that we should get him and that it was uh, inevitable that we were going to get him and we didn't want to make people right. Why? Because you needed to be younger and more lefty. Like, that statement is we were mad at Bryce Harper's agent. Like, Bryce Harper's agent was like, well, you I just know, Bryce at Harper should I remember, be a Yankee. I remember being at winter meetings and, like, talking to my dad and doing the episode and being like, you're not signing Harper. Like, they were like, we have Gardner. I'm like, you have Gardner for one or two more years. Like, you're not signing. Like, what? Yeah. All right, anyway, uh, here's, um, here's Boone, before, bantering with Boone. Brought before, to you by Vizio. Oh. BBD at the buzzer. Uh, just... You mentioned him passing Keenan Middleton on the team next year. He's not. He's expiring. Oh, yeah. My rental. bad. My bad. That would have made a tiny bit of sense, but yeah. he's just a rental. Vizio yeah, has makes less sense. award-winning TVs and soundbars at insane prices. You might be watching a lot of movies coming up. Uh, <laughs> really good Vizio TVs Nighttime's for that. might be open. They've got awesome TVs, 4K screens under $500. They got some good gaming TVs, too. Messed around with those on the Vizio bus. Me and Joe's. Cameras off. Vizio Watch Free Plus also offers MLB Network totally free. Find another team to watch, maybe. Head over to Vizio.com to check out how you can elevate your viewing experience all season long. Whatever your budget or size of your home, Vizio has you covered with the perfect TV sound bar combo. Click the link in the description. Get yourself a tube, man. All right, here's Booney. Booney, how you doing? Welcome to Bantering with Boone, official title of the segment. Oh, thank you. How are you, how are you guys? 
We're, I don't know. We're, we're hurt, Coach. We're hurt. we got to be honest with you. We're Yankee uh, fans. We're, we're in our feels bad right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, I, th- I think we're all, you know, it's been a, been a tough stretch and, and frustrating. And, um, you know, we're just, uh, you know, this is, but this is, this is the game. This is what you sign up for and, uh, you know, been a been a tough 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 go but we got to keep keep competing and and that's what we're that's what we're in the business of doing right now and trying to you know again broken record but continue to try and get guys unlocked as best we can with with the deadline coming to an end you had um you know you met with reporters the day before or i think day of and you basically said uh you said we could lose. We could lose guys. We could gain guys. We anything can happen. Now there's an yeah. article out today on the Athletic where Scherzer gives insight into his conversations with Epler and, and Cohen, and how much clarity the GM and the owner gave him about their plans. And and Cohen and Epler said, actually, 2024 is not uh, a year where that we're looking to compete anymore. We're going to reset. We're going to. Uh, attack and rebuild the farm and then free agency for 2025, 2026. Super awesome clarity, especially for Mets fans that now know what they're doing in your talks with, with uh, cash and Hal, do you feel that you have a sense of clarity that clear? Because it, because the quote was, it seemed like you didn't know if we were buying, selling or whatever, or if, yeah, I I think everything was on the table and, you know, I think, the Mets are in a slightly different situation. You know, when we've been going through this over the last week, we've been two, three games out of a playoff spot. So, and that, and that sometimes is a tough place to be, especially when you haven't played great, but you do feel like um, at least there's a chance of getting, um, you know, better and stronger performances from guys. So, you know, we're in that position where we didn't want to fully, certainly didn't want, don't want to full, pull the plug, um, especially as we get, you know, some more players back, obviously Aaron coming back and Nestor coming back and Weisig coming back and being on the outskirts of a playoff spot, you know, we certainly didn't want to pull the plug on that. And, but also having not played well enough recently to, you know, be in the dance as it, as it speaks right now. So you're in that, that kind of gray undefined area, unfortunately, a little bit. So that's, ultimately where that came down, I think with the front office and, um, you know, again, I think all the way up to the last minutes, there were conversations that would have been a little bit everywhere, you know, um, and, and, and all things remained on the table. Are you surprised you still don't have uh, the left fielder that Cashman has now said he was going to go get last off season, this trade deadline? Like if, 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 if you're in Cashman says, obviously we're all in. If, you're in, in even soft buying, like we saw the Padres do. Uh, the Angels kind of went all in when they're in a similar spot. You know, um, there's other teams that kind of soft bought. Even the Red Sox picked up a, a, a infielder and bat. Like, to are you surprised that like you didn't get help? You know, a lot of teams usually sit there at the deadline hoping for help, especially. No, I, I think I think sometimes it came down to we didn't want rentals that were going to cost us a lot of things too. Um, you know, so we're looking to kind of probably thread that needle a little bit of getting more controllable pieces that would help us uh, moving forward. Um, and then again, what's 
what's the cost? I don't know all the costs. I don't know all the, you know, things we said no to things that were on the table. Um, you know, that's more for the front office and that we're in those intimate conversations, but the 10 days kind of where everyone's hunkered down up there. But I mean, uh, for yourself, like, I, I don't know. I, I know we kind of just said this, but don't, don't you have to be sitting there like hoping you add, like, you know, the, the lineup has been in a tough place. Like it's been in a tough place that, um, I don't know. It's just like trying to win this season. I, I realize there's bigger goals as an organization or everything, but you kind of got to be sitting there like, hey, I, you know, I, you know, we had daydreams about Juan Soto, and we've had daydreams about every player on it, Major League Baseball. You got to be hoping that there's going to be a, you know, if, if that happened, there'd probably be a presser and like, hey, I've got a new shiny toy to use. Like that, you got to want that, right? Yeah, but like, all right, Juan Soto, the, the Padres were not sellers, right? In the you know, so that's, you know, you're bringing up these things. Trust me, I think it, uh, I think all conversations were had, and you always want to improve your club when you can, certainly from my seat. But at the same time, you know, my job is to try and help create an environment where guys have a chance to get unlocked. And the reality is we're talking about a handful of players that, I still feel like are very capable that have gone through a really tough stretch and we've got a, you know, and now, now we know it's clear moving forward. Like this is, this is our team and this is, uh, we got to figure it out with these guys. And the reality is way stranger things have happened. And as bad as it's been um, and as rough as it's been here these last several weeks, you know, we still have an opportunity and, we there's you can go back plenty of examples in the history of the game where you know the 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 pendulum swung and things did turn around and, and you go on a hot streak yeah we're up against it now and we've dug ourselves a hole um but we got to keep now with what we have and where our team is and we know what it's going to be moving forward that's what we got to fight for yeah, that's the scariest part to me is that you guys truly think that, you know, this is the team and, you know, next year is the same thing as this year because it's it's it's, it's beyond poor uh, performance. Cashman said that uh, they asked what him about mean, the, What do you mean think? That's a very passive-aggressive aggressive little comment you made there. Like, what do you mean think? This is what well, we Well, because you're not, yeah. We're but, not going to roll over. Well, I know, I know you're not going to roll over, but I mean, the Mets did, and they're probably going to be better than the Yankees in two years because of that. They completely rebuilt. Like they're in a completely different situation, and there's a lot of complicated well, five less five less wins. If they wanted to like really go for it, they had more to sell at the deadline. So, you know, it's, yeah, it, yeah, a lot goes into those kind of things. So. Cashman's, Cashman's quote was, they asked him about the roster building, and he said, we're here because we played poorly, we've underperformed um, in some cases, and had some injuries. Is that your assessment as well, that this roster was set up from, from the beginning of the season to succeed, and it's just the players that have uh, underperformed? No, I think it, it comes down to all of us. We're, as an organization, you know, we've, um, you know, it's never put on any one person or whatever it's you know we haven't we haven't performed to the level we've expected yes of course injuries have played a giant part in that where we've had key pieces out for extended periods of time but um that's also part of it and you try to um 
you know, I think going in, we certainly feel like and still feel like we have a chance. Um, I, I mean, I think as, as rough as it's been and as tough of a season as it's been and as not gone according to plan as it's been, we still do have a chance. Um, you know, that said, sure, we went in and, and, and we're expecting, um, you know, better performances across the board, you know, starting from, from me on down. Like we all share in any time, you know, we have successes or failures or struggles. We all share in that. We're all part of that. We're all part of trying to unlock things when they're not going right. I guess as a, you know, you're, you're a big sports fan. I'm, I'm a big sports fan. Look at us. Um, what, what am I, what am I supposed to like, where should I be at? Cause I, you know, it's, it's nice saying that and dude, I believe in sports. I believe in baseball, but it's, it's been tough to watch. And I know you've had a front row seat and you've admitted it, but like as a fan and I, I get, and that's why like the deadline stuff, I realize that's, you know, that's not you. You're, you're the manager of the ball club. Like what as fans, where are we supposed to be at, man? Cause this is. This is literally standings-wise and offensively, for a lot of our listeners, we've never seen a Yankees team like this. So where, what are we supposed yeah. to be thinking? Yeah, um, I, I trust me. I get the frustration. We're all we live it. Um, we live it every day, and um, so I understand, and I understand the passion that exists out there. Um, but I know I'm tasked with trying to get the most out of us right now, and that's what I'm going to continue to fight to try and do to the best of my ability. With, can I, uh, the burrito and uh, Herman situation. So <laughs> that wasn't a burrito showcase. Cause maybe they're trying to trade him. Everything that happened happened exactly like we said. I don't understand the timeline of it. I don't, I mean, so like the doctor came at Two hours before first pitch, but he said he got hurt the day before. Yeah, he's actually in hindsight said he felt something Friday, um, Sunday when he came in and would have his you know normal catch play and stuff before a start the next day. Uh, he was like at a ten out of ten pain, said he couldn't do his throwing program. So training staff really worked on him kind of all evening. Um, it was testing out really well strength wise. You know, the trainers felt like good about things. He was improving. Um, he wasn't going to be able to, we knew even then he wasn't going to be able to see the doctor till five the next day. So we, we weren't sure what his status was going to be for the game. So uh, we got Brito moving. Um, and then he wasn't able to see the doctor till the five o'clock hour to which he cleared them. Um, so we saw Domingo, we're actually in our, in our kind of our pregame meeting as a staff um, just going through pitching and our hitting lineups and things like that. And to make, we asked Domingo, we said, do you think you could be available? And he goes, well, let me go throw and let me get off the mound at least for a little bit. So he went out there and probably six, six, 15 came back in and said he would be available. So we made him available. And, you know, because that was a day where we didn't really have length out of Ramirez or Hamilton or Abreu. So if we got in any kind of situation, it was going to be we have to roll out our guys starting pretty early. So um, he was available and that's how it went. 
That's exactly how it went. Yeah, that's the, one of the more bizarre scenarios is the trade deadline comes around that he and then he goes five innings shut after Brito yeah. gives up all the runs and it's a game changing situation and yeah that that's insane if if that's what the book says it ten years from now I I I Jimmy's I, I a little skeptical I, I'm gonna I, I, I'm gonna say that for him he's a little skeptical I don't know that's crazy do you think that uh, do you think do you think do you think the the front office has any, this might be a rough question and you can just tell me to shut the fuck up if you want, but do you think the front office has any understanding of how much the perception of them and the Yankees has changed in the last couple of years? Like it, it just I like, so. I think we understand. Yes. I think we very are aware of the frustration and, um, you know, we are, you know, we have championship expectations and that's what we were trying to produce and we understand that um, our reach and our scope and our fan base is bigger than anything. And we understand that um, certainly there's that frustration. I think, I think everyone in the organization absolutely feels that. So when I guess what changes, cause I, you know, I, I get it. It's one sixty two and it's the course of a season, but things aren't working. And like, you know, Sunday night, I, Judge doesn't get the start, and it's it's crazy easy for us as fans to say, why isn't the guy I like playing? And he's coming off. It's a big dude with a toe injury that was out for a while, but there is a chance that games in September could not be important to this team, that it, it just felt like Sunday night against the team that's leading the division is we're trying to get this engine going and like you said in in the last week leading up to the deadline if a couple games go differently does a trade get made that we have no idea about i i don't know man like not seeing judge in that lineup sunday night is almost from a fan perspective it feels like a white flag like if it's not now when so i i don't i don't even i guess there's not a question there i guess is is there going to be more of a sense of urgency I'm, I'm going to protect Aaron judge. I mean, okay. like I, I you, you gotta be, you, you of all people, I would think would be a little more like just unemotional than that. Like the guy did not play in a rehab game. Yeah. Did not play in a rehab game. And one of the calculuses for that was we are going to get him here so we could get some games with him in the big leagues in a rehab situation. When a guy has torn ligaments in his toe, he's trying to come back hasn't been built up even a little bit. Yeah. Like, stop. Be better than that. But Don't just be. You could. And, and, and I understand how big of a game it is on Sunday against the Orioles. How big are these games against Tampa? How big are the weekend games on Houston? Do you think he's going to go out there and play every day right out of the shoot? If you do, okay. Then we have a disagreement there. He's not in that position to do that. Okay. okay? He's in – the warrior that he is, he's out there right now because because of the urgency, because of the importance. And he's such a game changer. Ah. I mean, the problem is everyone else is playing so poorly that you could DH judge, tell him don't swing the bat once, and you have a better you have a better guy in the lineup just for his eye and and the way that they're gonna pitch around him, which isn't something you're actually going to do. I'm just pointing out that like just his presence of of his his silhouette in the box is uh going to add value to the lineup because they're not pitching to him. 
Are you going to continue to search for protection for him? Like, you, you know, you're messing with the lineup, trying to get Rizzo going. Stan has some nice swings here and there. Glaber behind him. I mean, is that going to be the ongoing kind of search or the hot hand behind him? Because teams will just pitch around him. Yeah, no question. Um, trying to get, yeah, I, I mean, the best somewhat of a presence behind him. You know, I've done it with Glaber here a couple times. Um, you know, Bowers. Bowers has been as big a presence for us as really as anyone against right-handed pitching. Um, <clears throat> do like what he's doing. Uh, we got to get big G going and we have seen flashes of it and we have seen some, some good swings here. Um, but yeah, so that's going to be constantly trying to get uh, the best person there to certainly make, make them pay and understand that they are going to pitch very carefully to Aaron. And then the other question I have about urgency and stuff is is Sevy. I know you talked about recently, so you don't know if he's going to make another start or not. I don't know if there's an update there. In my opinion, if you're really trying to chase things and go after it, I don't know if Sevy can take the mound again. And if he does, you almost need a Brito or Herman, or, or if Nestor's back or Herman, like a long relief, like pretty ready because yeah, his first three batters are kind of a telltale sign if 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 he's getting hit or not. It seems. Yeah. I mean, and yeah, I mean, sometimes you don't have that luxury. Um, <clears throat> you know, uh, look, it's obviously been a tough stretch for Seve, tough go for Seve. Um, you know, you, you try and find like the outing before the last, the two outings before the last one were pretty good. Um, so, you know, we do feel like we're making some strides, but then you go have an inning like that where you really struggle. And obviously, you know, he's searching and he's feeling for it and, and a little deflated after his last start, understandably. Um, you know, we, we've also got to go back and, and look at, you know, some of the gains we're able to make in those previous two and understand that, you know, we have a healthy guy that the stuff is there. And for a guy that's had a track record of, success when he's been healthy. So, you know, as much as it's um, certainly been tough and needs to be better, um, you also try and, you know, dig in and understand it's a fine line between, you know, failure and success in this, in this league. And even looking at that first inning against Baltimore, I mean, it's a simple fact of execution there through those first six hitters to, Frazier got him and it's like if this ball's over here and you're executing this way it's probably a completely different story so we have to be cognizant of that when it's not so much a lack of stuff thing going on right now so that's what we're trying to figure out it is something consistent though it's I mean in the month of July he had three games where he gave up seven earned runs or more and no no doubt one game was you know, the Royals who were swinging at everything and did get eight hits against him. So, I mean, so so he might make another start in the rotation because to me, if you're really trying to, 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 to turn this around, you have pitchers that are still in the organization. Vasquez has been great. You have Nestor coming back. You have room to not... Um, let let a bad Sevy start. And I love Severino as well, but the fact is if he goes out there again and gives up, you know, doesn't get out of the third inning without giving up five runs, th- th- that's kind of an unserious move. Like, what we're just we're just trying to get Sevy right, or yeah. are we trying to win games? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, again, it's, it's that 
combination and we got some, some things coming this weekend and Nestor getting back. So, you know, look, everything's on the table, but um, yeah, I mean, part of this is, you know, you are for us to be the best we can be, you got to figure and strike that balance sometimes between trying to get guys that for us to get there, like this has to happen. That has to happen. And sometimes there's pain that goes with that. Is doing media just brutal right now? Like, I mean, we're we're two buddies that, you know, some people still think we're in his mom's basement. Like, I mean, with the New York Yankees team doing this and the New York media, like, you know, claws are out. Like, is it, you got to take a big gulp of air before you head into, like, anything you do? Because people are coming for you. Yeah. Yeah, it's not as fun right now. That's for sure. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, it's... It's, you know, the life of the game, you know? I mean, it's it's major league sports. It's a you, lot on the line. Do you chuckle it's, about some of the things when you read, like, uh, your quotes back? Like, uh, like, if we're being objective here, you saying besides the strikeouts, we had a lot of good at-bats when there were 18 strikeouts. Like, the, yeah, I, 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 might, even felt that, I even felt that in the moment. And, but, 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 you, but, you, but you could laugh at, like, that sentence, right? Yes, yes, but if you, I think if you watch me saying, you can see me searching for that and trying to acknowledge like 18 is just not good enough and not good. Yeah. But coming off the Saturday game and some of the things we've seen offensively, like there were some things on Sun on in the Sun Sunday game that carried over from Saturday, which was a good offensive performance where like. Bowers had really good at bats. Bader had really good at bats. We had some good, long, tough at bats. 18's not good, not good enough, right? Yeah, and, sure. and you take so, those out. I mean, besides yeah. Sevy's three terrible starts, he's had well one good one. Yeah, uh, look, I'm just saying it's funny. I hope that maybe like in the off season you can look back and laugh at that sentence. It's a sentence within a yes. talking about like uh, it wasn't good. And a lot of con, a lot of context around it, and then people just read the sentence. I understand. Correct, and then you repeat it. Yeah. Well, it's funny. Yeah. <laughs> fly eagles, fly baby. <laughs> That's right. All right. I, I mean, we got done with. Me. Rays four against. Are you excited to see Verlander again? That's that's a <laughs> fun wrinkle to the, our hearts. So we fourth, yeah. fourth third time facing him. And to yeah. be to be fair, Verlander's a guy who has pitched well against the Yankees. All all albeit, I think they have really good at bats against him. I'm being honest. Yeah, I thought we did the first time in New York. I thought we had really yes, good yeah. yes, that first game. Yeah, in in at City Field, I thought yes. I thought we had. The, the last time I thought he was really good and kind of had his way with us. I'll All pray, right. I'll pray. Yeah. I'm let's, let's go skip. Yeah. All right, it. guys. All right. See you, Booney. That was Boone. The Vizio bantering with Boone hour. More 20 minutes. Fun one, Jake. Yeah. I mean, you know, a little, and I don't want to do this to you, but a little Nick Walenda, you know, just walking the tightrope. 
Jim, no, 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 Jim, don't. No, 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 no. You could have mentioned any tightrope walker. I don't. Fuck. Who else would I reference? He's no my, he's, fucking way. He's the only tightrope artist. That's unbelievable. <laughs> you did that to both him? ways, man. I feel like everyone most selfish man on earth. I wish. <laughs> I I wish we could have done that off camera with a couple beers after the season and just being like. That's yeah. what I'm starting not to know. Yeah, fellas, like I, I know this sucks. I'm starting. Our lineup stinks. I'm starting not to know how much that convo off air with beers would be different, and that's why this has been kind of not the most fun interview section in a losing season because in a winning season, would it just have been fun, but still no insight? Like I thought we would. Mm have more real combos and maybe he is having real combos. He's just a very big believer in this team. I mean, there's, there's real baseballs like Booney, like a lot of baseball people. When you, when you start talking baseball with them, you know, terms come out that you're like, Oh, that's a cool baseball term. I wish I used that more. And you know, I, I think if we wanted to right? like we could have talked how Volpe's struggling with breaking balls and how, what can we do to get better on that and, and all that kind of jazz? But right now, there's just there's just not a place for it. And I don't know. Like, I, I'm in my head, I'm, well, hey, you know, we're, there's going to be 100 comments that were like, you guys were, were perfectly tough. There will be three that are like, these guys are so soft. Why weren't they tougher? I don't know, man. Like, I, if it was Brian Cashman, I, I might agree with those other three because, like, he's, he's the guy with the answers because – Boone is still penciling in Anthony Rizzo and Stanton and DJ. When and I said the Mets had only five less losses and a lot more to sell that could actually help them win, the face uh, he gave was very mad. Uh, it's the first time he was like, I was like, oh my God, did I just, mm. is that a sin? It was, yeah. it was anger. Yeah, he didn't, Maybe, like, he didn't like my judge question. <laughs> <laughs> And like I thought, I gave it enough precursor because I get it. But also, you're a lot of like, emotions. is there? He said he didn't expect you to be that emotional. Your son, <laughs> a life of emotions. Your Sunday game against Houston could literally not matter. Yeah. Like I wanted to come back with that, but things were maybe, too hot. That like, if I could regame plan that question, maybe it would have been like, should he should he early should he seventh? like just be DHing? Could he play? Or like, should one more should, day? Should you guys not have your injury rules that you play by because they clearly don't work? What's Jazz Chisholm been doing since he got back? I don't know. Is he playing every? Can't day? say I've checked his game logs. If you guys are looking for something else to get into, our talking Giants—they're hosting a watch party uh, August 11th at the Midnight Theater in the big city. It's their preseason game against Detroit. They're selling 150 tickets. If you're a talking giants fan, they did a couple events last year. They're awesome. So they're doing a bunch this year. Um, so yeah, if you're kind of ready for that, um, oh, throw a link. Chisholm in there. came back and then got re-injured. It looks like, I think he just came back. I think again. he's back. Again. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he came. Okay. Hey, maybe they got a point here. Okay. <laughs> One, two, three, four. Came back. Boom, he played, he you. came back. He played five in a row in center field. Then DH and then re-injured it and left for another. Do, do two we weeks. know it's the same injury? I don't. I don't. Should I can look into it? Um, well, thanks for tuning in. Subscribe to the channel. Yeah. Hang out with us. We'll be back uh, tomorrow. We have a razor recap plus sharp stats, and that was uh, banter and a poon. It was an oblique. Uh, the second injury. Uh,
So, so Che, those have those have given us trouble. Go Yanks, Tom Grams. Go Yankees.